Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, we're going to discuss a topic called Portfolio Progression. And uh, I'm going to walk you through my infancy as an investor and how I really talked myself into growing as an investor throughout the years. And I want you to understand that as I go through this, I'm only doing it for edification purposes for you to understand um, the theories behind Lifestyles Unlimited, the theory behind what I've done, and understand that the people coming in now to Lifestyles Unlimited don't have to go through any of this. I did all this by myself. I had no mentor. I'm not bragging about that, but there just wasn't anybody out there willing to tell me the truth on how to do this stuff uh, and progress me as I wanted to progress through the business. So I had to seek out individuals and learn things from people here and there, here and there, here and there, and develop my own understanding of what was going on through the years. And uh, as I did that, I had a goal of progressing my portfolio and accordingly my wealth to some very high level that just wasn't what I was all about when I started. When I started out, my goal was quite simply this. I had been working, you know, 12 hours a day, six days a week for 12 years in the health club industry, and I was burnt out. I lost some money in the stock market, so I was upset, irritated. And, uh, you know, I was at the point where, look, I'm not going to work for the rest of my life, keep throwing money at a 401k that isn't working, an IRA that isn't working, continue to have a stockbroker and financial planner guy tell me what to buy, then none of which works. And I was just frustrated to the point where I had to go find something else. So I went out and found real estate investing as an option. And I started out at the lowest of low levels. What do I mean by that? The very first thing I did was I bought a very inexpensive three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage house, uh, which was uh, built for about $50,000 back at the time, back in the era, 87, 88, whatever it was, and uh, was now, had been foreclosed on, and Fannie Mae was selling the property. The way they had, were selling it was they were remodeling these houses um, back to where they would sell very easily, and then they were putting them on the market and they were owner financing them with 10% down. And I say owner financing was really a Fannie Mae loan, but there was Fannie Mae selling it, so you can look at it as if owner financing. And um, when I ran into this deal, I bought this one, and it was such a neat deal because I was able to get in for so little. I mean, I think I put like $2,000 down. Uh, the property I purchased for 25,000 bucks. Like I said, the median price at that time was about 50. So I was, you know, it was basically a steal. Property was totally renovated, put a tenant in it before it was even closed. And boom, I was making $220 a month positive cash flow. Now I was so excited about that that I went back to the broker that sold me the house and I bought three more houses over the next 30 days. So within about a 60 day period of time, I owned four houses. And each of these houses 
positive cash flow for 220. By the way, I paid the same price for each of them. So each positive cash flow for about 220. Bought them all from Fannie Mae, same deal. And now I'm making $880 a month positive cash flow. Now you have to think back 30 some odd years back when this occurred. And I think it's exactly 30 years now, to be honest with you. Um, I was uh, living in a one-bedroom condo. I think I was paying $450 a month for my my mortgage payment, another $100 a month for association fee or something like that. So this 880 completely covered my housing. It also covered my car payment, which I think was around $250, $300 a month. So there I was with just... 60 days worth of investing, I'd covered, you know, 75% of the total cost of living, maybe 80%, I don't know. And I saw right then and there that this was going to be something that wasn't going to take very long to get me where I wanted to be, which was to totally replace uh, my earned income. And when I first started out, I wasn't thinking about it in those terms, but I could very quickly see that that's what was going to be allowed to happen. And so then I went out and just started buying more houses. And, of course, you know, I had a little bit of money in my savings. I pulled it out of my 401K. I pulled it out of my IRA. Uh, did everything I could do to get money at the time. And I bought a total of about nine houses in my own name. I bought them various different ways. The first four were conventional financing. I did some owner finance deals. In fact, I did one owner finance deal uh, with a seller who later ended up selling me quite a few more properties and almost single-handedly built my my real estate um, portfolio and then hence my success in the future. Um, But I started with, you know, it's an owner finance deal. I had other deals that were assumptions that I I picked up. But over this period of time, I picked up these nine houses and these nine houses, believe it or not, were enough income for me to retire. And here I was, and I, I don't even know how much they were. Let's just, let's make up a number. Let's say the $300 a month each, three times nine is $2,700 a month of tax-free income. And uh, like I said, my house was 40, 450 bucks a month. My car was 300 I mean, that's enough income. Now, if you look at my job, I was making about seventy grand a year, which is about, hmm, I think it's 30, you know, $3,500 a month. Let me, let me pencil this out for you real quick so you can see how ridiculously easy this is. So if I make seventy grand a year uh, after taxes, which would be about 33%, I'm going to net times 0.66. Uh, that brings me to 46000 divided by 12. I'm taking home about 3850 a month is all I'm taking home. And, uh, you know, out of that also comes... Um, medical insurance and so forth and whatever. But the bottom line is the 2700 was enough for me to be able to uh, pay all my bills and so forth. So somewhere along the line in there, and I don't even remember the, the exact timing of it because, I mean, this is 30 years ago. You have to remember. Somewhere along the line, I just said, told my boss, hey, I'm done, and I retired. And at that point, I had nothing to do but look at real estate deals. I mean, it's amazing how much, how hard it is to go out there and do something when you think you're up to your butt working, because I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week. I didn't see where there's any time for me to do this, yet I squeezed out enough time to get these nine deals done. But after that, um, I was able to move on. And what I found was is that 
I was able to buy properties in groups. Now, being as so far back, um, it's hard to really remember exactly how long and in between each of these deals were. But the next deal that came up was one of the guys that had sold me the owner finance deal. He had bought tons of real estate as uh, he was like an engineer and very successful, saved all of his money and bought small apartment complexes and houses. And his theory was when he retired, he was going to sell all this to his kids. His kids were going to operate the properties and pay him a note, interest only note uh, that he was going to be able to live off of the rest of his life. Well, you know, if you've heard the story, the apple may not fall far from the tree, but it can roll a long distance. So this guy's kids just messed everything up, completely messed everything up. And so what happened is, is that he came back to me, contacted me, said, Dell, I've got these 11 other houses here. If you want to buy them, I'll sell them to you. Well, I didn't have enough money to put down. He wanted 10% down, and he would owner finance the entire life because his retirement plan was to be owner financed, to get interest, right? And so I had a dentist friend uh, that had uh, had known. He was uh, part of Lifestyles members. I've already been consulting him, teaching him how to do real estate. But he said, Dell, I just don't have the time to do it myself. I'm, you know, I'm a dental surgeon. I'm busy as can be. And, uh, you know, if you'll do the deal, I'll you know, be happy to fund the deals and we can split it 50-50. So I set up to buy these 11 deals. I set up an LLC. So it's the first time I've ever set up a company. There was a lot of good experience there. Set up the LLC, set up the banking accounts for this company, uh, lined up all the closing documents, got ready to close this thing. And then the day before closing, he says to me, or the day of closing, he says, Dell, I don't want to do the deal. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> We're right in the middle of closing this deal. He goes, well, I thought about it. And since I'm putting up all the money and you're not putting up any money. I think I should get 75% of the profit. And right there, I was really, have to tell you, I went home irritated. There's those points in your life where really turning points in your life. And I was really irritated. The guy changed the deal on me the day of closing. The guy's a real nice guy. Just, I guess he was figuring, you know, what he had to get out of the deal for him to be able to retire himself. Um, or whatever, just thought it wasn't fair. Whatever his la rationale was. You know, because it was my credit, I was signed for the loan, owner finance note. Um, I was managing and operating them all. He was doing nothing except putting up the money. But I came to this conclusion right then and there. I needed a deal that I could show off to other people. And when you come to this point, folks, somewhere in your life, if you're going to go out there and syndicate deals and put deals together with other people, you're going to need to somehow get into your first deal and make it profitable. That is going to be your trademark deal. That is going to be the one that you're going to show off to everybody else that you go to see. And this person or persons that are in that deal are going to be your testimonials. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Thirteen seventy. 
Welcome back to Last Thousand Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today I'm talking about portfolio progression. I'm telling the story of how I progressed my portfolio over the first 10, 15 years of being a real estate investor. And with the um, upfront nod that, hey, don't really pay attention to this as to the way to do it because I did it with no help, no mentor, nobody to help push me along. Today at Lifestyles Unlimited, people are making 10 times the results time-wise, investment-wise that I did. Uh, but somebody had to go out there and learn it. And there were some important principles, I think, that still hold true that I'm trying to show. And one of the principles I brought up at the last segment was you're going to have to have somewhere along the way a property that is going to be your showcase. Some project, the first one hopefully, which is very profitable, your partners are very happy with, so now you can showcase that property, that's your flagship property. Uh, you're going to be able to use your partners as testimonials for you. And when you do that, now you're going to be able to grow much more rapidly. Before, you were an unknown. Nobody really wants to invest with an unknown. They're, you know, they're risky. They're only going to put small amounts of money down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So after I did this deal, I was able to, to go out there and advertise this deal. And I call it advertise, but it was really networking around and let people know, hey, look, you know. It's like a case study. Look what, what happened. Look how great this is. Here, meet my partner and ask any questions you want to ask because I'm putting another project together. And if you're interested in getting into it, you know, you need to do a little due diligence on me. I understand that. And so uh, this partner was very happy. So he was getting massive returns on, on his money. Um, I think it was getting 30, 40% on cash flow and then whatever capital gains we put together on the deal. But he was, you know, touting how, how, how great it was and how I got all my financials into him on time and he got his, you know, dividend checks regularly and so on and so forth. So it was very easy for me to move on from there. I think the next deal that I did was five duplexes and I think I had two partners in that deal and we bought it for like $200,000, put like $25,000 down and split between the three of us. I bought part of that deal because I wanted to own more than 25%. So I bought 25%. So I own 50%. And the other two guys, you know, put up the rest of the money. And uh, we made a killing on this deal. I mean, we made about $2,000 a month positive cash flow on a $25,000 investment, which is a 100% return. We also sold the property for 450000 uh, we paid two hundred thousand. We paid. We sold for four fifty. A couple years later, so it was just a very, very profitable deal. And this deal, again, gave me more credibility. Now I had two sets of partners that were willing to tout the results of what I had done, so on and so forth. So now, uh, the guy that I had bought the house from, that was owner finance, the one that had the kids that were just messing things up, he contacted me back and said. Okay, you bought 11 houses for me. You've been sending me the checks in the mail like clockwork. I really like the way you do business. I've got some other properties that I'd like to sell. Would you be interested in buying them? And I said, yes, I would. What are they? And he said, well, there's some apartment complexes and there's some fourplexes. And so uh, he had some fourplexes up on 1960 at Perry Road. And uh, I said, okay. And, and the original partner that bought the 11 houses with me, he and I went and bought those fourplexes from him. We didn't pick up the apartment complexes at that time. I don't think he even offered us the apartments at that time. He was just offering us the fourplex. So we added this onto the portfolio. Then after that, another lady came along and she said, look, I, I want to get into real estate. I've got my life savings here, but I really 
you know, don't want to do all this myself. Um, would you be willing to do going to deal with me? And I said, yes. So she and I got together and we bought four fourplexes, I believe is what we bought. And those were down on El Dorado on Highway 3 called Behringer Knoll, Behringer Way. And um, we bought these four fourplexes and really made a lot of money on those, did real well with those. And um, so she was another testimonial for me. So now I had three different sets of testimonials out there. Uh, you know, and it was really starting to be easy for me to pick up deals and to grow the portfolios. Now, if you take a look at what I had, the four duplexes was 12 units. Um, the other two fourplexes rate more, that's 20. The 11 houses, that's 31. My nine houses is 40. Um, the 10 houses up there in 1960 is 50. And so the next project I did was a 30-unit project that I'll talk about when we come back from the break, um, because at this point, things just blew up. We'll take a short break. Be right back with Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today I'm talking about portfolio progression and how I forced myself to grow my portfolio by buying larger and larger groups of properties, single family houses, and eventually multifamily properties. And um, Again, like I said, I want to make sure if you're coming into this right now, this is not the right way to do it. This is the way I did it because I didn't have the hands-on mentorship that we have at Lifestyles. The people are doing it today with the mentors and are doing it much quicker than this. You know, I, I said it takes between, you know, two and seven years to retire when I first wrote the book uh, on this. And uh, nowadays it's between two and five, and many people are doing it between two and three. I retired two and a half years after I started, uh, but, you know, I only – only had to cover a small amount of income, so it was pretty easy. So here we are. I've, you know, I've told you about all these different things. What happened this next level was that the people that already invested with me once wanted to buy more properties with me. So the guy that had bought the 11 houses with me came back and bought fourplexes with me. Uh, the guy who had bought the five duplexes with me now bought 15 more duplexes with me up in Tomball. It was 30 units altogether. We put a manager in there, and uh, he put up the money. It was kind of like his life savings. He put up the money on the deal. I think I put a little bit of money into the deal and bought, you know, my share. I think I put up enough money to buy 25% of it. He bought the other 50% of the deal, and I got 25% for putting the deal together and operating it. So now I had another 30 units on top of what I had, which was 50. So now we're at 80. And then the lady who bought the fourplexes with me decided she wanted to buy more. And uh, the guy that had sold us all the stuff before the 11 houses, the fourplexes, his last kid finally just blew up. 
and he gave up and he took his two apartment complexes away from his last kid. And so down in Lamarck, Texas, we had a 16-unit apartment complex and an 8-unit apartment complex. And this lady who had invested with me in these other fourplexes, we bought this project together and had a manager on site that ran both of those properties. So here I was now, if you add this all up, this is over 100 units. Um, I was making over $10,000 a month of cash flow that was tax-free, which is way more than I ever made when I had a job. And I did one more major transaction, and that was 45 townhouses that I purchased with uh, the gentleman that bought the the 30 units, the 15 duplexes with me and the other five duplexes with me. He and I purchased this 45 townhouses and brought other partners in. So this was the first one that was really like a syndication. All the other ones were really partnerships. Here's one where we were bringing other people's money in to be able to purchase a larger group of properties and we put this thing together and actually two closings we bought 20 units or 20 some units from one owner of the subdivision then 20 some plus units from another owner subdivision ended up with 45 units in this subdivision and that was really the last of the single family partnerships because at that time that one even though we had a manager and a maintenance man that one was so problematic and there was so much management intensity on it because it was filled with Section 8 housing people, which are really a, just a waste of time. Um, I tell people now I would never touch Section 8 housing again. Uh, the only place I've ever touched it since then has been in my uh, senior citizen's home. Uh, but other than that, I would never touch Section 8 housing again. So it was very problematic and very not profitable. And this was really a slap in my face because it was really the first property we ever had that didn't just rocket ship into profitability. So after about two years of that, we decided to just go ahead and sell the property and get our money back. And, you know, we didn't lose any money on the deal, but we really didn't make very much money on the deal. It really wasn't that profitable to us, but it was a lot of effort and a lot of work. And it took a lot out of me. So at this point, I had come to the conclusion that, you know, there has to be a better way to do this stuff and there has to be a better quality of real estate to purchase. So I started looking for stuff and I liked the little 12 and 8 unit apartment, or 16 and 8 unit apartment complex we had down in Lamarck. So we looked at a little 20 unit apartment complex over um, up by where Mattress Mac is at. We bought that 20 unit apartment complex. I'm sorry, it was a 40 unit apartment complex, not a 20, excuse me. Little 40 unit apartment complex, put together a little syndication to buy it. And it did did okay. It wasn't super massive profitability, but it was okay. Uh, it was our first foray into something in a, a rougher part of town, but it was an apartment complex. And so there we were, starting to do these syndications for the first time. And at some point, I had another epiphany. And that epiphany is what I want to cover with you when I come back from the break, because it changed everything from that point forward. We'll be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 
Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited, real estate investor radio show. Today I'm talking about portfolio progression, how I progressed my portfolio over the first 10 years of my investment career without any mentors to help me, with no one to figure out how to grow from single family to multifamily. Uh, I just sort of hacked my way through it. No one showed me how to do syndications, partnerships. I hacked my way through it. And after going through all that, I had something to talk about at Lifestyles. I had a way to teach people how to do this stuff. And, you know, two and a half years after I started investing, I retired, but I wasn't really a multimillionaire until many years later uh, where I made massive returns, which I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, so what I want you to understand is that if you're a Lifestyles member right now, our members are doing this much, much faster than what I did it because they've got all the insight that my years and years of experience brought to the table. And I was able to help people, and then those people grew, and they did more. And as each and every level, each generation of Lifestyles member progressed, we got more and more information and data available to help the new people come in. So here I was, I had had all these partnerships and these syndications of lots of different kinds of real estate, and I decided that, you know what, it's really all about owning your own real estate. So I started selling off some of the stuff that I owned, getting out of the stuff that wasn't that profitable, that was more work than I really wanted to participate in, eliminate some of the partnerships, and I came up with some money. And I found a 64-unit apartment complex that was incredible opportunity. The guy who owned it had owned it for 10 years and had done absolutely nothing to improve it nor raise the rents. His brother, who is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire who owned Class A apartment complexes, resorts, hotels, and golf courses, when his parents died or when his dad died, promised, made him promise that he would help his little brother. So he bought this property for his little brother, free and clear, and his little brother was supposed to renovate it and improve the value, double it, make it worth about $2 million. And uh, in, in return, then pay him back the million or whatever he had into it and make his first million and then, you know, go ahead and grow his real estate uh, portfolio. Well, the guy didn't do anything. Guy was kind of a, uh, a jag off type of kid. And uh, he did nothing for 10 years except live off about 120000 a year in cash flow. So finally, the older brother got upset with him. He said, I'm just going to sell it out from underneath of you. And I ran into the guy. You know, I... I went after the deal, and I said, look, you're going to have to owner finance this thing because it's too messed up. No bank is going to finance this. I mean, there was so much wrong with the property. And he agreed that, yeah, he knew that there was a problem there, and so he gave me, he said, I'll finance it for five years, but after that, you've got a balloon note. you got to pay me off get me out of here. I said, not a problem. I might get you out even before that, but I need, you know, some way to leverage this, work with this. So he wanted a million dollars. I said, no way, never in a million years will I give you more than $800,000 for this thing. I mean, it's just... There's so much wrong with it. And we agreed somewhere between 800, 850. I don't remember the exact amount. I think it was 850,000 I bought it for. And I uh, wanted to put 100,000 down. He said, no, he wants $150,000 down. And I didn't quite have 150,000, which was pretty interesting. I had around 100,000 bucks. So I had to come up with a way to get it down to $100,000. And so I had all the security deposits coming in. Uh, that he owed me, which was, you know, let's just figure out 64 units times, uh, you know, $200 each. That's 12000 bucks right there, something like that, $12,000, $15,000 that I had coming to me from him on that situation. And then what I did was I took the laundry room and I sold the laundry room to a, uh, to a laundry contract 
And I got somewhere between twenty-five and thirty-five thousand for it. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but somehow I came up with the extra fifty thousand bucks. Maybe I put a little on a credit card or something, whatever. But I ended up with one hundred fifty thousand I needed down. But at closing, all I had to bring to the table was close to a hundred thousand bucks. So it worked out really well for me. In no time at all, I raised the rents over a hundred dollars a unit. I started renovating the outside, which was terrible, filling in the holes in the parking lot, you know, with asphalt. I mean. This was done um, on a on a dream, on a whim. I had no money. I had no money to put into this thing. I was just kind of working through it. The profits from my other properties were paying to keep this one alive. Uh, not that it was losing money, don't get me wrong, but for the renovation. I didn't have the money to take into the renovation. And so I did everything I could do to Band-Aid and patch it up and keep it going while I raised the rents on the property. And uh, it was looking a lot nicer in no time at all. The rents were raised and the property was much more profitable. Uh, with that in mind, we come back from break. I'll tell you how I've turned this thing into a mega million dollar deal. We'll be right back with Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the last segment of Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we've been talking about portfolio progression. We've gotten to the point where I own a 64-unit apartment complex, bought it owner finance for about 100 grand down, and now I've been able to raise rents over $100 a month. The property's gone up in value massively, probably doubled in value to $2 million. I refinanced it back out and paid off the seller that they wanted his money back and ended up with about $500,000 cash, and that was the beginning and the first time ever that I had that much money, and now I was truly an investor. I didn't need partners anymore. I was able to move on to my own, so I went across the street, and there was an owner there that had no idea how to operate his property. He was an engineer. He was, uh, uh, vice, or he was the uh, chancellor or the top guy, University of Houston Engineering Department, so he thought he knew it all. He renovated the apartment from ground up. It was absolutely perfect. Spent $800,000 on a 68-unit apartment complex. Problem is he had no idea how to operate the property. He had vacancy. He had bad debt. People weren't paying. Um, he knew nothing, absolutely nothing. His name was Mansoor. He's from another country. Uh, he had no understanding of the social norms of our, of our country and or how to evict or how to collect money from people. His rents were $100 a month less than mine, and his property was perfect, and mine was really, like I said, worn, old. So I took the property away from him. I didn't tell him. I didn't take it away. I offered to buy it from him, and I bought it from him by assuming his loan is $725,000, and I put $329,000 down. The interesting thing was I wanted to prove a point, and that was that you could buy real estate nothing down, so I went to Wells Fargo and I said, I've got 27 credit cards here. I'm going to pull the money out for this 329000 bucks, and I'm going to buy this property for nothing down. The guy said, how can you do that? I said, well, you don't understand. I've got 50 credit cards. Uh, I can move them around anywhere I want to. Each of them has six months, no payments, no interest, 12 months, no payments, no interest. So I'm basically paying nothing. Over the period of time, I'll have an effective interest rate of about 3%. 
And the guy was amazed that I could pull this off. So what did he do? He gave me a million dollar line of credit for each of my companies. I had a personal million dollar line of credit. He said, man, if you can pull that off, then you need to have some money to invest. So at that point, I went back and I bought this property with 329000 I raised the rents. I doubled its value. Um, I refinanced the property out and um, actually paid off the credit cards so there was nothing out of my own pocket. So here I am now with two properties that I've made $2 million on basically for $100,000 out of pocket. I then went down and took that profit, and there was a senior citizen's right next door. It was 88 units. The guy who had owned it had owned it for 20 years. He was tired of dealing with the seniors. He did not know how to raise the rents on seniors. He was afraid to. He wanted to get into commercial real estate where there's no management. Oh, and by the way, he had lost his manager of 20 years. He had no idea how to hire another one, didn't know what to do. So I bought the property from him for dirt cheap, uh, $300,000 down and raised the rents $100 a month again because this place had not had any rent increases for a long time. And again, doubled the value of the property, made another million bucks, so $1.3 million on the deal, I think. And here I was sitting here for the first time with millions and millions of dollars of money for the first time ever in my investing career and owning three properties that were putting out anywhere from forty dollars to $50,000 a month in positive cash flow tax-free for me. I was done. Psychologically and mentally, I was done except I didn't want to operate all the properties anymore. So I went out and I found a partner that wanted to run the properties for me. I made a deal with her. I said, if you operate these and improve the properties to where I make another million dollars in gain between these three properties, then I'll buy another apartment complex with you and I'll give you 25% ownership. She did that. We made the gain. We bought the property around the corner, a 104 unit and a 35 unit. We ran it. And within a year and a half, it was the most profitable deal we'd ever done. We won the National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year Award. And I think we made $1.7 million on a $700,000 initial investment. And um, that's, you know, that was the winner of the 2007 National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year. Now, with all these results and all this success, this lady and her husband decided they wanted to go on to their own and do their own thing because now they had a story. They had done this, turned around my deals, and then turned around this deal. They've got two stories now. They're going to go out and be lead investors themselves and do their own syndication. So we decided to sell that property. Massive profit, $1.7 million in my pocket uh, at that time. And so I now had all this money sitting here I didn't know what to do with, so I went out and found another partner. This guy was in the business already, been a business for 25 years. He was vice president, regional VP of the second largest management company in the world. You know him as Johnny Lama Ridgeway. I convinced him that working for the rest of his life was the wrong thing to do. He needed to come out with me, buy real estate, open his own management company, and retire. And after about a year and a half of beating on him, I got him to do it. And the rest of the story is we bought four apartment complexes together there in 2008. That was the lowest price apartment complexes you could ever buy. We made massive millions of dollars over the next four years. And that's the end of the story. I hope you learned something today and realize that there's unlimited potential out there. All you have to do is get off the couch and make some decisions and go do something. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com.